everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, back with Christian Conway and Jamie Bacon. Can we go back to uh, to May when we were winning games? That would be nice. Um, I think I might be ready for the doom and gloom. Yeah, I've always maintained trying to, uh, you know, keep the faith and um defends uh injured players um obviously Sasha Kleshton I other than you know he's on the other side of 30 um you know he he has the heart and the spirit for this team um but the Greg Vanny comments about Costa um he said can get rolling it would be a similar scenario to LA making a summer signing and um you know, that to me is just, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin, but it's just like, it's just like digging that knife as, into you as a fan. Um, you know, when the Galaxy came back to level with Portland, I thought, okay, you know, there's obviously still some some issues with the team and what have you, but it it, it brought this hope. And then the Open Cup, against Sacramento, which they deserve to win. But man, that really just was super disappointing. And just to lose a chance to gain more silverware with Chicharito on this team. I mean, yeah, you just really want to feel as a fan that that this club cares, you know, that that everybody from the top down cares and that's and that's really hard you know this this goes back to can we get silverware under this Klein regime can um you know can we can we blame Vanny because this is his team or you know how much to blame is Vanny um you know he put these guys together and then comparing Vanny to Escaloto that the Galaxy are making bad crosses and we can't play Tiki Taka so so yeah, I, I would I would say that I, I think, you know, the Portland game, you know, in, in a microcosm, well, that, that Portland game tracks and makes a lot of sense. Right. I mean, they haven't played a game in 20 in, in 20 days. A lot of players coming back from from either injury or from international breaks. Um, I think it was something like uh, Ryan Revolution had just gotten back on like the Thursday. So a, a lot of these guys that you know have been involved have you know, they were they were a little rusty and, and it, it didn't show in that first half against Portland. Uh, you know, and then, but then the galaxy started to get going in that second half and everything started to go downhill towards Portland's goal, which I really like. And I, I think that was, there was a lot of moments in that Portland game where I sat there and said, okay, midweek makes a ton of sense. This is easy. They're rested. You know, like all the guys that weren't on international break are rested. You know, they're playing Sacramento Republic, who's had a, a bit of an indifferent season at the USL level. I mean, yes, they're in a playoff spot fifth in the West, but again, you know, a team that I, I've, I've seen in person before that I, I've, I've not been particularly impressed by this makes sense. They get through that game. The Classico on uh, that now has been postponed, obviously due to uh, the wildfires up in Northern California. Uh, but I think what concerned me the most, and I, and I think the Portland game, you know, I think those are, that's one of those games that happens in a 36 game season where you can kind of talk it off where it's like, okay, you know, as I said, it's post international break. The team is kind of coming from all different parts of the world you know, it takes time for them to recongeal and re regel into to the unit that was that was so uh, effective in in the first part of the season. 
But Vinny's comments after the Open Cup game, I think, were very, very instructive into his frustration right now, which is that he said, you know, this cannot happen. Um, he said, uh, that's one of the reasons why we went for it, is to have the emotion that has evolved in a night like tonight, good, bad, or indifferent. Now we have to deal with it. I, he, he was very aggressive towards his team, both at halftime in the Portland game and in, in the postgame uh, against Sacramento. And I, I think he has every right to be. They did. I, I, I was, I was with you, Michelle, on on Open Cup night, and I remember we were on the top of ACB, and I remember that goal being scored, and I, I could have walked out of the stadium at that point. I, I knew exactly how it was going to finish because they just had nothing in them, and you have to question this, this, this whole entire organization at this point for turning in a performance like that against a team. Like this was an incredible opportunity for them to win silverware. This wasn't just a an opportunity. The pathway was there. I mean, it was very obvious. And they really, really failed on the evening. Yeah, I mean, that night, that was a hard night. I mean, one for a midweek game and to get all the fans out there and just so everyone was so pumped. I mean, we love Open Cup. We love Open Cup. It's my favorite. You know, everyone knows by now it's my favorite tournament. I live and breathe Open Cup. And, you know, I've been willing it. I've been telling everyone we're winning this Year. we're winning this year i'm willing it into existence i feel it i feel it i feel it from kickoff the feeling was gone there was just nothing there was nothing it looked like a, a lineup first of all that had no business being out there especially if if this game is important to you you don't put that lineup out there um unfortunately just a terrible showing from klinsman um you know at least one goal was his fault the other goal probably could have been played better. And the fact that the only goal we had in the entire game was an own goal. I mean, it just, it, it, it was such a huge disappointment that night. I remember just standing there in Lars after the game ended with Ruben and some of the guys. And, you know, we just, we had to just stand there for a while and collect ourselves because we were just so bummed out at something that should have been so easy to walk through. I, I, I also think it's, it's, it's a very important point uh, to make that. Again, uh, Vanny also in, in, in the post game, he said, uh, I think sometimes, or uh, sorry, excuse, excuse me, wrong quote that I was, I was trying to pull there. Uh, I think there are some guys in our team that need to turn the meter when it, uh, when it comes to just intensity and compete and fight to a different level. He's, he's identified the problem. And I think, you know, I think that evening is a microcosm of what we've been dealing with as a galaxy fandom since i'd say about 2017 which is you know it's it's in different performances and it's and it's the sense that it, it feels like again I'm, I'm frustrated because i i i i think i told you michelle as i was driving home or uh, while we were driving uh, to pick up your car it just feels like the people responsible are never going to have accountability we're going to fire another head coach at the end of this year and then what's the point you know like wh where does this club go and i think you know this was the best chance to win silverware we've had in years. I mean, we talk about a Sacramento Republic team that again, as I said, it was not impressive on the night. I don't think they particularly played anything. The galaxy would sit there and say, yeah, they were the better team. Well, they, obviously they were the better team, but it wasn't like they played the galaxy off the field. It was, it was much more the galaxy self-inflicting mistakes upon themselves, not being able to distribute. I give, um, I give the Sacramento Republic midfield a lot of credit because I think the galaxy were trying to use Aguirre to distribute deep and then 
you know, spring, you know, you know, and, and, and Cabral and Grancier and, 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 and to Grancier's credit, he was probably the best player on the field again. Um, but what Sacramento Republic did so well was basically choke the channels out and then place, you know, a, a defensive midfielder with the sole task of roving around and finding the point of distribution and then blocking off that distribution. And it worked really, really well against the galaxy. And I'm, I'm worried that that might be a blueprint for MLS teams uh, come moving forward. But it's it, it, my my frustration with the evening comes when the Galaxy realize, okay, we have to go for it here. 75th minute, you know, or whatever minute, uh, you know, they bring in Chicharito, they bring in all these great players. And then it just nothing happens. And, and, and it, it looked so lifeless at times. I mean, I, I, I don't know about, uh, about the, the two of you, but just you, they didn't look like they were chasing the game. They like when the, when that goal goes in in the 70th minute and yes, Quinsman should have done better. I don't think there's any disagreement from anyone involved in that game, but it didn't look like they were down a goal. It looked like they were just chasing a one, one draw and that's fine. You know? And, and it's like, no, 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 you guys are in a quarterfinal. We're going to play the geriatric husk of sporting Kansas city, because as much as we'd love to believe that unit Omaha was going to pull the upset, they were not going to pull the upset. I mean, just, we I, I, I feel for Vanny because Vanny is a guy that, that loves intensity. He likes, you know, warrior mentality and none of his guys gave it to him on, on Tuesday night. I mean, it was just, I could have left in the 80th minute and I would have, I would have literally gotten home and, and, and been asked, you know, what was the final score? And he said two on a Sacramento because I just had no belief that they could find a goal late because they just didn't have any intensity. And, and it's just so like such a contrast to see when you watch how the galaxy played a nearly perfect game. Um, in that open cup El Trafico, I, I just think, um, I forgive me guys. Now the COVID brain fog is kicking in. Um, you know, I, I just, I just, we all understand. We're all say, saying the same things where we want to see this team step up for, for multiple games. And yeah, you know, you can come up with all the excuses. I just, in that, I don't know if it was a press conference that they shared today, but it it really wasn't anything that even from Chicharito that I heard today that is really going to make me think that we're cup contenders this year for MLS Cup. I mean, we're not. I mean, there's there's no question about that. But what I would say is, and I, and I, I was listening to the episode we recorded after the El Trafico Open Cup game, and which I believe was the last episode we did before the international break, where I said... The, my frustration with the galaxy and, 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 and kind of in a microcosm, this is explained here is they wildly vacillate between being this team that is so determined, so fiery. So, you know, the entire second half against LAFC in both games, I mean, they were just, you know, good luck getting through them. I mean, they would have run through like a field of bullets and they would have still come out alive. And then this game on Tuesday night that we're kind of really going after, I mean, the Portland game, I think, again, we've all kind of, agreed is, is maybe not the data point here. Um, but, but I think it's, it's that vacillation that Vanny has to get a hold of. And that's the big kind of thing here. I think, I think, I think I have the key to winning the rest of the season, put every opponent in an LAFC Jersey. And then our team plays well. <laughs> you know, I, I, as much as, I know you're being facetious. I am worried about the galaxy going into the bank that weekend in July. Um, was it that first weekend in July? It's, 
it's it's hard it's hard to say you know how how the galaxy would have performed this saturday you know um i i'm tired of seeing the same problems manifest themselves over and over again where you're just as a galaxy fan just so frustrated you're just i don't even play soccer but can you put me on the field like it's just so frustrating to watch them I don't even want to say create chances because that's what's been so hard. It's like, okay, you know, we were calling for Victor Vasquez to come back because then we need those chances getting created in the midfield. Um, you know, when the ref blew the whistle and I know we're talking so much about Sacramento, uh, the game, you know, the U S open cup game, but, but I, I really think that, you know, not to put down any USL teams or anything like that. This, this was a chance for the galaxy to show out. There was no reason for them not to go all the way and and win the cup and and you know when the by the time the ref had blown the whistle all the galaxies like wasted four corners and in a row and I just don't know what it is you know oh that's the other thing everybody's not taking shots I don't understand what they're doing up there what's with the extra touches what's with the hesitation what's with the passing it like just take the damn shot my question to both of you is, are we done with this Ephra experiment? It's been four years. I get the kid's 20, but he's been on the senior squad for four years now and has never put together two good games in a row. I, I think Ephra and Alvarez is a fascinating conversation simply because of, again, the length and the fact that he is 20 and he's been in the senior side for, for four years, as you, as you mentioned, Jamie. Um, I, I think... I, 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 the Charlotte game was the game where I kind of came to, and I, I, I've long maintained that this was going to be the year and players age differently. You know, there's, there's some players that it just, it takes them a while. I think it's a sense with Ephraim that he will be successful. He needs to go somewhere else. He needs to see change of scenery. He needs to get a different voice in, in his ear. This organization clearly does not do a very good job of advancing talent through Los Dos into the first team. Um, I think he needs a change of scenery. I think to your point, Michelle, about the last 10 minutes of that game where it was really just extra touches and it was, you know, wasted time. I, you know, teams, when we talk about tactics and we talk about, um, oh God, the Christian Gunway tactic hour is coming up. Uh, when we, when we talk about teams, we talk about verticality versus horizontal attacking, uh, points of emphasis. Which is to say that there are some teams like Barcelona, and I, I think I've made this point before on, on the podcast, but I'll, I'll make it again just, just for uh, reminders. There are some teams that use the ball horizontally to pull you apart and then in a moment find that one bit of space that because you've been pulled apart laterally across the field, they then hit that one moment of space for an incoming runner to, to come in and then you know, get in one-on-one -on -one situations and then you leverage those in order to get runs into the box and then you you find someone's head and they put it in the back of the net then there's verticality which says okay we're going to go long every time we're not going to pass short but what we're going to do is we're going to stretch you vertically and then we're going to find those moments of opportunity i think the galaxy are very good horizontally i really do i think laterally they move the ball very well and i think when douglas costa finally cycles back in which again might be i might be in a grave by the time that happens considering his injury history they're, they're very good about moving the ball quickly and focused horizontally and then finding a runner like Cabral or Grand Sierra into space. 
I do get concerned, and I think this is what we saw in that last 15 minutes after they concede the goal in the 70th minute. They don't have an option, and this is the same thing that I think like clubs like FC Barcelona face, for example, and I'm not saying we are Barcelona quality far from it, although considering with the recent fall of Barcelona, maybe we are. Uh, they don't have an option. Verticality is something this Galaxy team lacks, and I think that really showed against Sacramento Republic because if you think about it, Sacramento didn't do anything that was out of the textbook of you know tactics. I mean, they played a 5-4-1. They sat deep. They made it hard for the Galaxy to operate through the center of midfield and then feasted on counterattacking chances. That's what any lower division side is going to do when they go to an MLS side and play them at home. That's We've seen it throughout the world. We've seen it in the FA Cup. We've seen it in Copa del Rey. We, I mean, we, you know, the, name a cup and we've seen this happen before. The problem is the Galaxy just didn't have an answer. When you play that 5-4-1, especially if you're a team that's really successful horizontally, teams are going to understand that they're going to cloak the channels and then they're going to make your distribution impossible through the center of midfield. And basically they're going to say, hey, we're, you know, it's not the Olympics. We're not judged on style points here. You know, we, we're judged on the final score. That's what Sacramento did. And so when you play those type of teams, what you need to be very, very good at is getting vertical, getting vertical, moving the ball quickly. Because it allows, if you move the ball slowly, which I think the Galaxy did for, I'd say, a solid 60 minutes in that game against Sacramento, it allows teams to drift into these very comfortable defensive lines. And the Galaxy just didn't have an answer to break that down. Now, when Vasquez came in, it looked a little bit better because Vasquez is very good about being dynamic and going vertical and realizing he needs to break lines. Efren Alvarez should have been that from the off, and it was not happening. It just, it, it was, if, if I was on the touchline for Sacramento, I would have done the exact same game plan. And Vaney should have known that that was going to happen. And the game planning in terms of, and yes, the player intensity question, I think is very valid here. But again, he's got to know that they're going to sit deep and make it hard for them to operate. He's got to have a vertical option. He never had that. I mean, going back to, you know, the players aren't bringing the intensity. They're not executing uh, game plans or whatever. Yes, uh, there is a good amount of that on the players, but that has to be on Vanny. If they're not giving this to you, you need to identify why and how to fix it. Because obviously there's some disconnect right now in that locker room between what is coming out of his mouth and what is being uh, given to us on the field. So, so I'm going to actually disagree with you just a little bit there, considering his comments after the game and then also his comments at halftime against Portland where he said, you know, we had a really good game plan. It just looked like, you know, our shoes are on the wrong feet, I believe was the quote he used. I don't know if it necessarily falls on Vanny because I think Vanny, you can clearly tell he's, he feels this deeply. I think it falls on the players at this point. And I think it falls on an organizational system above the players in Vanny that has long been lackadaisical in terms of their care. As long as you know people are going to games and people are buying jerseys, that's good enough for them. It needs to be a buy-in from every single part of the institution. And I don't think Chris Klein, I don't think Pete Mahanis, I don't think any of them have bought in in the way that Vanny wants. Because remember, there was the athletic article that came out earlier this year where Vanny talked about and was very, very open about how surprised he was at the state of the organization when he walked in. That doesn't necessarily fall on him. Like that falls on everyone around him, above him. And I think that's my frustration is I think there's a lot of people in this organization that the blame should be pointed at first before Greg Vanny. I mean, I don't mean as an organizational whole, but but definitely from whatever he is saying to his players to what uh, the players are producing, I think that part does fall on him in a way that he needs to find a new 
way to motivate or speak or or maybe you know have one of his assistants come in and and do something or you know chicha or or sasha somebody he's got to figure out a way for this to like actually sink into a player's head i almost think maybe the so we know they're going to be busy in the summer window like they they have they have alluded to this they have been honest about this they have talked about how they need to make some moves um I, i i don't disagree and i think all of us on this podcast would not disagree that they're going to have to make some moves that being said i almost feel like the hiring they need to make as a sporting director and let you know greg vanny be the coach rather than necessarily coach and you know be involved in these higher level decisions simply because it's clear that between him, Vahanis, and Chris Klein, there's a disconnect. Uh, where that line of disconnect stems from, I think I have a bit of a good hypothesis. I think we all do. Um, you know, you know, Pete's not there, right? I thought he was. I mean, he was hired back into the office. Was he? I think he was. He does TV stuff now. Yeah, I, I was. I was under the impression that he was brought back in as like an advisor or something like that. But quick Google search. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I know he's working for Spectrum. Yeah, I know. I know. Spectrum. I know that, but, but I, I thought it was brought back in. Anyway, just you know, quickly, regardless, oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Just, just to quickly button the point. I think they do need someone that can create. And and <laughs> I'm going to use Manchester United again here, Jamie, and I apologize. Um, we do dog them. We do dog them a little well, bit. Well, they're an absolute shit show. Talk, but, oh, talk crap on them all day long. They're but, a shit show. Right but if they brought in a Rolf Ragnick figure type of figure at you know the sporting director level to kind of guide the club in terms of an ideology, an identity, a focus, and to help Vanny kind of fix this mess because Vanny is, has alluded to this concept that he feels overwhelmed at just how broken the system is at the Galaxy. I think it could be beneficial. And I think that, you know, it, it you know, obviously I'm not saying bring in Ralph Ragnick. He seems to be happy at Austria. He's doing a pretty good job there. I just, I, I think maybe that makes a lot, like, if you think about Greg Vanny's best years in Toronto, I mean, he had Bezbachenko above him, who was making a lot of the decisions that were the tougher decisions or the ideology decisions or the, you know, scouting and player acquisition decisions. I don't think Vanny's ever had this much power at a club. And I think he's uncomfortable with that. And I think that's kind of where I would like the Galaxy to move. And, and maybe maybe if they can get Bezbachenko out of Columbus and, and, and run it back again wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit of money, but considering the way that Columbus has been playing recently, might not. Uh, but I, I just think that might be the focus here moving forward. Well, I can't find about uh, Vahines. But anyways, back to what you said about, about Vanny. Um, I'm, the, the U.S. Open Cup is on him. That is completely on him. I hear what you all are saying, and obviously we want that accountability. We've been Klein out for a while now. Um, especially which I don't even know if you saw what the Sounders put out today. Um, it's, it's just, you know, you just, you want to see that kind of just caring, just culture, just, just talking and, and promoting this club and, and not for butts and seats, but for the fact that we're, we're a culture, we care. And, you know, I mean, Chicharito and like I said, Sasha question, like they really show honesty and I feel sincerity when it comes to the passion and, and, you know, you see it on the pitch, how much, you know, but that's a lot of strain that that's being put on Chicharito. And yeah, we can talk about starting Jovalich and why aren't we doing that all the time and all this stuff. And, and Jovalich had his chance, um, you know, against Sacramento as well. 
you know, the, yes, that goal is on Klinsman, but, but no, to me, this, this is, this is on Vanny. Now I'm not ready to get on a Vanny out train because I think this is his team that he set up. Um, we have to, I don't know we have to still, still work with it. Um, because like you said, we're just going to fire him at the, at the end of the season and, and then what, you know? Um, so I'm not ready for that, but I think, yeah, he needs to figure something else out. Why isn't this working? We're not in the locker room. We don't know. Efrain going back to that, it's not working anymore. And, you know, after that Charlotte game, I think, um, is when it started to change. Uh, you know, we talk about what Zlatan might've seen in Efrain, but I do agree that, um, you know, it's, it's really hard that the G2 Academy hasn't been able to to seem to make it in the first team the way that we expect them to, or we'd like to see them grow. And, and that's the whole point though, right? Especially like when it comes to US soccer development and specifically development, like that's what I always thought the galaxy to be. So they're getting further and further away to me for from what the LA galaxy really stands for and what, you know, the standard, what the standard is, it's just basic standard, not just winning games, but also like the development. So I'm not sure why the ball is dropping so much, but it it's really inept and it's really frustrating. Like you said, there's not the accountability and, and there's not the improvement and people are talking about, okay, well, I'm not going to buy merch or I'm not going to renew my season tickets. That's, that's great. Like you do you and what you can to, you know, to be heard. Um, but yeah, it's it's really hard to be chasing our own history at this point. I think it also, you know, it, it's fascinating. And and Jamie, you 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 kind of touched on something that I I, I did want to mention, uh, which was the the attendance and the atmosphere at that game was was very impressive and it, against Sacramento. And it, and and I I had my trepidations about who you know like a Tuesday night game middle of the summer and it's Sacramento. Yeah, it's it's a quarterfinal, but you know the way that it, 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 there was the possibility that the Galaxy fandom falls on their face in this game, but there, everyone was there and it was intense and it was a very raucous atmosphere. They this season we've we've talked a lot about this on the pod and, and I'll, I'll mention it again here. The the atmosphere has been different around this team. There is uh, the passion that's been shown has been incredible, but there is definitely a a frustration around this team right now that you know, from the fan base that basically I think is, is very well deserved uh, that, you know, it is now or never in terms of, you know, a moment in history for this club, you know, what are we going to be, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's really fascinating. And I think, you know, again, I agree with you, Michelle, it, it, it does feel like there's this constant, you know, harking back to a history that feels very far away at this point in time. And I think that the, the answers to that question are very complex, but again, they needed to win on Tuesday night. And it, it did feel like, and my concern about the LAFC El Trafico or uh, the LAFC open cup game was that this team is going to treat that like the final. And it did just kind of feel at times that they did on Tuesday night. And well, and then you can, you know what this team is capable of. It's like, how, how are you going to give us a teaser like that? It's not like, Oh, thanks for the free trial. And, and then, you know, we can choose to subscribe. No, like, why isn't this the way the team is performing all of the time? I mean, there's, you know, we would need a whole other episode just for that, but the next match now is going to be against Minnesota uh, on June 29th, Wednesday game. 
Um, you know, Minnesota has always been a challenge in the way the Galaxy are playing. I mean, this I just don't want to lose another one at home. I, I think the game this weekend getting moved is actually kind of a bit of a uh, – a problem in the sense that obviously there is logistical issues that you can never plan force my kind of thing, Deus Ex Machina, whatever term you want to use. I get it. It happens, whatever, but it almost feels like the galaxy needed that game after the week they've had just to kind of like center themselves. Minnesota is always a tough fight. Adrian Heath likes to play a very, very, you know, concessionary system defensively solid. They're not going to take too many risks. It's going to be tough for the galaxy to break them down. But they did need that game on the weekend to just kind of get something going. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think you know they should beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota is a good team. I, 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 I generally tend to admire them from afar. But I think with the Galaxy and what they have right now, maybe Douglas Costa comes back in that game. They've they've talked a little bit about how he's kind of close. Um, I think they need they they need a game where they just go put five on a team just to just to exercise whatever's going on in that locker room right now. I know we're uh, we're we're running short on time here, but I want to touch real quick on um, on Vanny's comment about about Costa and being similar to a summer signing. Do you know what's better than similar to a summer signing? An actual effing summer signing. I, I don't disagree. I mean, and I think they're going to make those. It's it, it, it's just I, an odd comment to make. Well, so I I just I, like after the shit show and then you really had the audacity to say that sir it would have been not to say that yeah and 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 i think you know again awareness we're running out of time so this is and and this could be a very long point but i'm I'm gonna try and quickly condense it you know i i i I think any comment they made this week was going to be taken poorly right because we're all really furious we're angry at what happened on tuesday night rightfully so and i think the team showed no heart did not show up were absolutely lifeless and should be ashamed of the performance they turned in on Tuesday. Because, I mean, these are players that have played at the highest level in their respective leagues, have played, Chicharito's played in Champions League games. Like, how can they not show up against a second division side in the quarterfinal U.S. Open Cup, knowing the history of what this team has been through? It absolutely boggles the mind. But I will say this, about the Douglas Costa comment, I'm going to take a other sport analogy here. Remember the Golden State Warriors, right? Clay Thompson out injured for a year, tears his ACL. Steph Curry out injured for a year, tears, you know, I believe it was like a hamstring tear or something like that. And they didn't do anything in the offseason. Everyone was like, well, of course, the, the Warriors are going to make a ton of moves because they're, they're expected to be competitive. They're expected to be, you know, whatever. And Steve Kerr, who's the head coach, basically said, well, no, I've, I've got two of the best players coming back. I, I think we're good. You know, we don't need to do anything because it's going to be like a new signing. And I think that's kind of where Vanny is alluding to. They see something in Douglas Costa. I haven't seen it, but I watched him in Ukraine and I watched him at Juventus for that little stint. There's something there. Can it translate? Open question. But I, 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 understand, I understand the intent behind it. I don't know necessarily if he worded it correctly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just think the timing was poor. Um as I think a lot of things with the galaxy timing is poor. A lot of their social media posts, they don't land because uh, they don't realize how angry people are for you to, and then be asking for like selfies of this and that it's like, read your audience, know your audience kind of thing. 
read Twitter. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> anyway, I, go ahead, Christian. I, I don't disagree, but I, I do think I, I can understand the spirit of that comment. I can. I also will say any comment at any Galaxy Twitter account, anything made this week after that Tuesday night performance when it was so lifeless, so just utterly uninspired, so just brutal to watch at times was always going to come off a little tone deaf. But again, they kind of have a job to do, which I, I'm sympathetic to. Um, I, I just think, you know, now remember, remember what happened last year. Like we got to this point where then there was a nine week, it was all great. And then there was nine weeks where it was not all great. And now for Vanny, his big test is to make sure that this week just is this week rather than necessarily another, you know, six weeks of what is going on right now. Yeah, well, this is definitely, um, you know, a club that we continue to support and love. Um, you know, I want to see some changes, but as of right now, I I am of little hope. And uh, I don't know who to send R2-D2 with a message to ask for my only hope. So <laughs> a true ride or die. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you uh, after the Minnesota match. Talk to you soon. Bye.